Well, I'm, I'm going to do the James Brown technique, hit it and quit. And uh, we're going to have a great celebration. A very, very happy birthday to my handsome husband, 61. Are you kidding me? Woo! <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You were just getting out of the 20s. <laughs> own it. Own it. 61. You look amazing. Stay there. Stay there. A lot of people, you know, they thought I was your daughter, but at the same time, no, <laughs> no that, that was like kind of far-fetched. That was a way long time ago, wasn't it? No, no. <laughs> Happy birthday, sweetheart. <laughs> well, welcome Summit Church. Welcome Church Online. We are excited um, to bring the word of God to you, and not only that, but just to be together as a family. Amen. God is a good God, and he has great things in store for us. Um, I just want to kind of elaborate a little bit on um, some of the things that Pastor's been talking about, uh, the enemies of faith, but from a different, um, I'm, I'm going to throw in one of my enemies, and that's um, not knowing who we are. If we don't know who we are, we don't have faith in what God has said we can have, amen? So it's so important to know who we are. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for your word. We thank you that your word is food to our spirit and medicine to all of our flesh. Thank you, Father, that you love us so much, that you have given your only begotten son. And thank you that because Jesus has been given to us, grace has been given to us. And we receive your grace. We receive your love. And we thank you for all you've done, all you're doing, and will do in our lives. And give you all the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Something that Minister Tracy said last week, it, he um, got a revelation and kind of uh, said it out loud when the um, pastor was talking in Second Kings about the spies and how the, the uh, spies were sent, the 12 spies were sent to spy out a land that was already given. And they saw themselves as grasshoppers and they said, that even the people they went to spy out saw themselves. How in the world can somebody that don't know you're there <laughs> can see you as something? And so sometimes we um, get in our mind that people see us a certain way, when in fact it's how we see ourselves. So I, I just want to encourage us, and, and uh, you guys didn't start the clock. Thank you. <laughs> um, so um, I, I just want to encourage and inspire us to always remember who we are. No matter where we are, no matter what is going on in our lives, God says we are who he says we are. No matter what happens, no matter what doesn't happen, we are who God says we are. All right? So let's turn over um, to Psalms 139. And I want to just say this statement. Whoever you think you are has gathered from something you were told, something you saw, something you read, experienced, and or something you believed, and that has given you your identity. I'm going to say that again. Whoever you think you are has gathered from something you were told, something you saw, something you read, experienced, or something you believed, and that has shaped your identity, okay? Now, if you are born of God, 
those five sources or those five things that I mentioned should line up with what God says. But in a lot of cases, that's not the point. Okay? But if you are a child of God, even though you read something, you saw something, you experienced something, you believed something, it never trumps what God says about us. It never trumps how God sees us. It never trumps what God wants us to experience. And so I just want to encourage you to know who you are. So in Psalms 139, verses 13. Oh, I brought my, um, Jasmine, could you grab my glasses off the desk? Thank you. All right. We have to see most of this. So, <laughs> for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. Go to the next verse, 14. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. You know, God has formed us, and sometimes we're told you may have heard these negative words, that you are a failure, that you're never going to succeed. But God says that I have formed you, that I have created you, I have made you from the very beginning. So God's already seen you as a success because God doesn't make junk. God doesn't make mistakes. And so if you're told that you're a failure or told that you'll never amount to anything, that's a lie. And that's not who God says you are. And that's not how you should see yourself. That's not who you are. You are created to, to reign. You're created to succeed. You're created to do all that God says that you can do. And you have to believe that. You have to take on that identity and that ownership because it'll hinder your faith. Because you won't step out. You won't trust that the God that says that you are all this, you won't do it. Why? Because you don't know who you are. Because when we know who we are, we step out in confidence. We step out knowing that the greater one is on the inside of us. Amen? Jeremiah 29, 11 talks about in Amplified, I have a plan for you. God has a plan, a plan to cause you to prosper, not to harm you, but for you to succeed. So if we're taking on those ownerships, if we're taking on that identity, then we're not going to hold back. We're not going to step, we're not going to be afraid to step out. Why? Because we already know God has a plan for me. The plan is, is to prosper me and not to harm me. The plan is to give me a future and a hope. That's what God has provided for us. And when we take that ownership and take that identity, we will not step back or we will not let anything hold us back. You say, man, that sounds easy to say. Yeah, it is very easy. It's, more, it's easier to say than it is to do, yes. But it's still the truth. It's still the truth. But the more that we tell ourselves, the more that we um, take ownership of that, the more that we own that, it becomes reality to us, just like the other behavior has become reality. We've taken ownership of I'm not enough. Well, I've taken ownership if that's, what you're, if that's your disposition, if that's what's holding you back, if that's how you're feeling. You've owned that. Now you have to disown it and take the ownership of who you are in Christ 
And that is successful, someone who reigns, someone who dominates, someone who's prosperous, that's who we are. And, it's, and, and until we continue to remind ourselves of that, we're gonna continue to stay in the behavior of not, uh, not, not good enough, not a success. But every day we have to remind ourselves of who we are in Christ Jesus. So, so maybe you saw something growing up. Maybe you saw things that is, is still a part of your identity. Maybe it was something such as abuse or lack or destruction. Well, let's see what the Word of God says so that we can change the identity of those thoughts. All right? Psalms 91, verse 2. Psalms 91, verse 2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. That's a scripture of protection. That's a scripture that no, no matter what happens and it caused you to put up guards or caused you to not trust or caused you to stay uh, away from love or stay away from relationships, God says that he is your refuge. And he protects you. And those things that you experience, those things are under the blood. Those things are, are gone. Those things are in the past. And they're in the past for a reason, so that you don't bring them back or, or carry them in your future. So I encourage you to realize who, who is your protection. And because when you know who you are, then you know you're protected. And you're not going to be afraid of getting into a relationship or or uh, building a relationship or allowing a relationship to be healed because you already know, hey, God is my refuge and I, I'm, I'm protected in this. Amen? 3 John 1 and 2 in the Amplified. I love the Amplified if you haven't noticed. And I, I did myself a little um, help, I thought, so I put my scriptures here and uh, made little, little notes. And so <laughs> I, I better use it because it does help, <laughs> helps me to flow through this. So, um, so 3 John chapter 1 and verse 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. God wants us to prosper. He wants us to be in health. He wants us to be protected regardless of how you grew up, or regardless of what's happening now, those aren't, that's not God's plan for us. God's plan for us is to succeed, to be successful, and then that's an identity we have to take on. But so often, the other behavior or the other circumstance wants to ride um, front seat, wants to lead the way because that's what the norm has been, but you got to shake off the norm. The, the, the world's norm is not God's norm. God, God ranks and he rides above all of that. But we have to see that. We have to believe that. And we have to walk in that. Even when the circumstances are shouting something different, we have to shout back what God says. 
He, God says, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health. That's what he says. And, we have, and if we believe that, that Jesus died on the cross for us, that God sent us the only, only begotten son, if we believe that scripture, this one is just as true. And we have to apply that to our lives just like we did when we asked Jesus to come into our heart. Amen? And we believe that. Those of, you, those of us who have received Christ, we believe that, right? Yes, we believe that. That's why we're, we're sitting here today, because we believe in a God that's greater. And because of that, we've said some things over ourselves. We've confessed the word. And so, so it is, we must continue to confess who we are in Christ, because the enemy will continue to bombard our minds and our thoughts because of the circumstances to make the circumstances greater than what the word says. And the circumstances do not trump the word. The word is true no matter what the circumstances are. And that's our conviction. That's who we have to believe who we are when we stand and say it. Amen? Amen. So you may have read something, something that left you feeling horrible, ashamed, Hebrews 12.2. Let's see what the word says about that in Hebrews 12.2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the Father. He destroyed it. He despised shame. So shame has no place in our lives. Shame, shame was put on the cross. Jesus took all of that. And the enemy will continually bring up things that you did, things that we did, things that um, we, we don't want anyone to know about. But those things were put on the cross. And we have to believe that. You're shame-free. Say, I'm shame-free. We're no longer bound by our past. And we have to remind the enemy, I'm free. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. I am not my past. Amen? I am not my mistakes. You are not your mistakes. You are who God says you are. And when we continue to remind ourselves of that, then we will no longer allow that to be an enemy to our faith. Because the enemy will continue to try to keep us from obtaining all that God has already done for us, the finished work. Amen? Amen. A couple more things. You may have experienced some disappointment. Let's turn to Proverbs 11.23. You have your Bible, or you can look up at the screen as you've been doing. Proverbs 11, verse 23. Are you warming up? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to have to break out my arm pump, so I didn't know if I needed to do that to help y'all warm up, but... At least I'm feeling really good up here <laughs> under the lights. All right. 
one moment here. Proverbs 11.23. All right, here we go. <clears throat> the desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. So you may have experienced some things, but the word of God says the desire of the righteous is only good. Just because you experience some bad things, that doesn't mean that God doesn't have good things in store for you. Keep desiring more. Keep desiring better. Expect. Keep your expectations high. Just because you experience disappointment, don't think every, oh, here we go again. You know, and a lot of times that draws the disappointment because you're expecting it. Expect what the word of God says. The desire of the righteous is only good. What are your desires? Make sure your desires are good. And it's okay to have good desires because God has given us that kind of heart. Have good desires. Regardless of the of different things you've gone through. And, and I keep saying that over and over because we a lot of times allow our past to keep us from having greater things. Everybody has gone through something in life. And if and I've heard my mom say this, and I'm saying it now, I'm, I'm getting older. <laughs> you haven't lived long enough. You keep living, and you'll experience something. And that's not a bad confession. That's just life. But as we go through it, that doesn't mean that you will no longer have good things happen to you. But if you believe that, and if you take on that mentality, those desires, those good desires that God wants you to have will never surface. Why? Because you keep thinking about the bad things that happen. So let them go. Know that God has good desires for you, and he wants you to live those good desires out. So if you're thinking about some good things, think even better, because they're probably not big enough. We can always go bigger. It's like, oh, no, but if it scares you, it's big enough. If it doesn't, nah, you need to, you need to take it up a few notches. Yeah. Or if you think, oh, that'll never happen, good, but it's, it's big. <laughs> keep thinking big and keep those desires in your heart. Lastly, if you've had some issues um, just believing that God is punishing you for something you did or um, the mistakes that you made, you're reaping the benefits, change your believing pattern. Don't believe like that. And this all ties together, yeah, to, to, to you knowing who you are. Believe what God says about you, because what God says about you is true. And if somebody has an opinion of you that doesn't line up with the word of God, it's not true. Because only God's opinion of you is what matters. And when we believe that, and when we take on that, then that helps us to understand who we are in Christ Jesus. And it helps us to stay in that realm of receiving what God has for us because we are believing nothing more than what God says about us. The minute we get out of it, I heard Connie Witter said something this week, and it was so powerful. 
that when something is going on in her life that she's dealing with, whether it's doubt, um, just um, whatever, just bad thoughts, then she makes the adjustment or asks herself, what is it that I'm not believing about myself that God said? Something's going on because I'm not believing something that God already said about me. Because whatever the thoughts are that are coming to you, those negative thoughts, they're from the enemy. And it, then if you're taking ownership of that, you're believing something about yourself that God is, is not true. So then make the adjustment and say, you know what? I'm going to believe what God says about me. God says I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God says that I'm prosperous. God says I'm healthy, I'm whole. God says I'm loving, I'm kind. God says I'm more than enough. And so as we remind ourselves of those things, we are reminding ourselves of who we are. And when we know who we are, we show up at whatever situation and we dominate because that's who we are. We're dominators. We are those who rock, we reign, we, we, we excel in all that we do because of who we are. And it's because of Jesus. It's all because of Jesus, what he did on the cross. He paid for it all. He paid for us to be who we are. And how dare we back up and be somebody else? You are who you are because of Jesus. Don't apologize. Each and, one, each and every one of us is so unique and so special. So unique. I mean, we have this, this DNA on the inside of us that nobody can match. That's how unique we are. Own that. No apologies. No. And because of who you are and because of whose you are, you are all right. You are all right. Amen? Amen? And because we're all so unique and we're all so special, honey, this is your uniquely special day. And we're celebrating you. And so right now, we're going to take the opportunity.